Seriously, right? Someone's thinking that. They're like, listen, there's times when my spouse is just wrong. You know what we're about to do. All right. First, let's say what's the most important thing. Going at that as I have to prove that he's wrong. Or God, give us the wisdom to get on the same page. We're about to get real. We're about to have conversations that Christians have behind closed doors. The scary ones. The ones that make you feel uncomfortable. That's where we're going. Why? Because we're family. Ustedes son mi familia. Today, she's talking to us about how we can grow closer through conflict. It becomes a fight because you're just like, I didn't wake up to fight with my wife, and now she's yelling at me, or now she's critical to me, and then you start going after her, and then it's a vicious cycle until you either really hurt each other's feelings, or one person really feels like they proved that they were right. So there's really a no-win situation if you go down that road. But that's how most of us have learned to resolve conflict. So this is the Brian and Janelle podcast. I thought that the goal as you're going through conflict is resolution. How do you find peace with that? What do you do with unresolved conflict? She's Janelle. I'm Brian. Really give us a clear picture of Brian hurts his wife's feelings and he should react yeah. biblically and healthy to that. What does that look like? Yeah. And if you don't want to miss anything, just hit that subscribe button. And that's a great example of a conflict that you're going to be tinkering with for as long as you're married. And <laughs> okay. At, at, at different stages, you have breakthroughs. But there's also an element of this where we have to be at peace with not having a perfect relationship. You have to trust at some level. That's not what Disney says. Stop. Happily ever after. (laughs) That's right. This is the Brian and Janelle Podcast. Brian and Janelle here at Moody Radio, and now we have Dr. Love. Mm -hmm. Dr. Julie Slattery, (laughs) clinical psychologist and Akron Native, co-founder of Authentic Intimacy and host of the Java with Julie podcast. Good morning, Dr. Love. I have never been called that before. <laughs> That's a new one. Hey, it's the first time for everything, I suppose. <laughs> I know, I guess so. Yeah. And she's also on the board of trustees at Moody. Thank you, ma'am. May I have another. Yeah. Sorry about all that Dr. Love stuff. <laughs> exactly. Let's start <laughs> her. So today's topic I'm really looking forward to. Janelle and I, behind the scenes, have been talking about this one a lot because um, mm-hmm. we've been uh-huh. looking at a book by Dr. John Gottman where he talks right. about like you can't resolve all conflicts. And, and here you are saying growing closer through conflict is a thing that happens. We've been doing this all wrong. So this is a thing. Yeah. (laughs) It is a thing. It's a thing that can transform your relationships because I think that whether it's marriage or work relationships or parenting uh, or uh, let's say your radio Mm. co-host. Janelle. (laughs) We think, (laughs) yes, we think naturally that conflict is a bad thing and that a good relationship means we have no conflict but the reality is, uh, first of all, you always have conflict because you're two different people. And conflict just means I see something differently than you do, uh, or I have a different opinion than you have. Uh, or I think we should do it this way. You think we should do it that way. That's going to happen in every relationship. And actually, that's part of the beauty of the relationship and diversity and 
being part of a team, you need one another coming from a different perspective. But there's a difference between conflict and actually fighting. And I think most people oh. are so afraid of conflict that they end up fighting because they don't handle conflict well. Okay. You're going to have to explain that because so first I'm of all, picturing... They're not even equal. I thought like there was some fighting all up in that conflict thing. No, well, not, physical, not at all. Not physical fighting. Well, right. So what's the <laughs> right. difference? Well, a conflict is we have a difference of opinion, a difference of perspective, and let's together figure out how to resolve that. So it's me and you against a problem. Fighting is me against you. My way is better. I have to prove to you that you're not seeing it right. Um, One of us is going to end up winning and getting the upper hand, or you hurt me and I have to pay you back. And so conflict is, again, just recognizing that we see this differently or we have different personalities or perspectives or that didn't go very well. Let's talk about why it didn't go well. That's conflict. But fighting again is when it automatically becomes somebody wins, somebody loses and it's me against you. But what about those times when your husband, Mike is wrong? Hello. And you just need to help him. He's find not, that. Right. And he's <laughs> never wrong. He's oh, wow. You married Jesus. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm teasing you, but no, I mean, seriously, right? Someone's thinking that they're like, listen, there's times when my spouse is just wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Some of it is, all right, first, let's say what's the most important thing, proving that he's wrong right now in the moment or first connecting and then together looking at how do we make the best decision or how do we resolve, for example, the fact that you hurt my feelings uh, and we're not connecting And so even if you're approaching an issue that's serious, an issue where you really think your spouse is wrong or needs to see something differently, there's a difference between going at that as I have to prove that he's wrong and I'm right, or God, give us the wisdom to get on the same page. You know, show show me where I've been wrong in this. Maybe I, I, I can't see where, you know, I've been proud about this or I came across in a way that was threatening. Even if my perspective is the right one, that doesn't mean my spirit was right when we were talking it through. And so it's a completely different goal. The goal is uh, we want to be on the same page and we want to pursue God and have wisdom versus the goal of, you know, who's going to be right in this and who's going to win. Dr. Julie Slattery with us, clinical psychologist, co-founder of Authentic Intimacy and host of the Java with Julie podcast. Today, she's talking to us about how we can grow closer in our relationships in general, but let's just say, for example, in marriage, through conflict. She talked about the difference between conflict and fighting, but I'm annoyingly pragmatic. Janelle, you're not cheering about that? You don't? (laughs) (laughs) It's like the annoyingly is what I liked. I figured. (laughs) So I need your help, Julie. Let's, Let's play this out. So let's just say you've hurt your husband Mike's feelings. Like, and you've Mm -hmm. legitimately done that. Mm -hmm. But you didn't yeah. mean to. I mean, it mm-hmm. wasn't like you're like, I'm going to be mean to Mike today. Ha 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 ha. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so mm-hmm. how does this conflict play out where you end up closer at the end? All right. Uh, let's say that you've got a guy named Brian. And- <laughs> oh, oh, that was- I didn't expect that. Uh, I thought you'd play along. And he, and he, and he hurts his wife's feelings. Oh, she, she gave brings it. it. Yes, I yeah. love it. Okay. Keep going. And she, she brings it up to him. Yeah. And he can take that two ways. He can take it one of two ways. He can either take it as 
this is an opportunity for me to learn about my wife and self and become more like Christ. Or he can take it as a statement of, you failed, you're a bad husband. And she's always complaining. And so it really depends on which which posture you choose at that point. Because if the normal posture is you defend yourself because and I'm not I'm not living in your home, Brian, so I'm not saying you do this. No, no, you're good. You're good. Me defend myself? (laughs) Never. So so what happens in fighting is that you get threatened. And so your wife got her feelings hurt, so she feels afraid, she feels threatened, she feels hurt. And then when she brings it up to you, you feel threatened because you're like, wait a minute, I didn't mean to. I'm a good guy. Why is she saying this? She's yeah. been critical of me. And so you both get into protective mode. And the worse the conflict gets, the more you start fighting, the more you get into that, oh, now he's yelling at me. So now I'm really threatened. And the research shows that when we are threatened, when we're reacting out of fear, we actually use a different part of our brain than we normally would in talking to somebody. So we're more likely to use our prefrontal cortex, our amygdala, which are the fight and flight parts of our brain. There's the survival parts. And when you're using that part of your brain, you don't think about the long-term consequences of what you're saying. You don't have any ability to have empathy for the other person. And so it becomes a fight because you're just like, wait, I didn't wake up to fight with my wife and now she's yelling at me or now she's critical to me. And then you start going after her and then it's a vicious cycle of protection until you either like really hurt each other's feelings and you kind of blow up there or one person really feels like they proved that they were right. So there's really a no-win situation if you go down that road. But that's how most of us have learned to resolve conflict. And Where did we learn that? Conflict. Where did we learn it? Yeah. Well, first of all, I don't think anybody really had to teach us because our flesh is did not love supernaturally. Our flesh is to feel threatened. Our flesh is to feeling like we're being attacked or feeling like we have to prove that we're right. But then we learn styles of how we stay safe from usually our parents when we grew up. Like some people stay safe by avoiding conflict. And so as soon as they feel threatened, they just shut down. Some people stay safe by being peacemakers and just acquiescing to whatever you want. Just stop yelling at me. I just hate conflict. Some people stay safe by arguing or yelling or intimidating. So we learn those styles growing up. But our human nature is to feel threatened, you know, since sin entered the world. So that comes pretty naturally for us. Hey, it's Brian. If you've been a faithful listener to this podcast, we're just super grateful for you. Can't thank you enough for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us in our journey to follow Jesus a little more closely every day. But I got to remind you about something. We're listener supported. We're a ministry of Moody Radio in Cleveland, and it's donations from people who listen to us, just like you, that allow us to keep making episodes. So rather than tiptoe, because I'm not good at that, or dance around it, because I certainly can't dance, I'm going to be direct. We need your money, your financial support. Would you consider a donation to this ministry? A gift of any amount will make a huge difference. If you want to donate, we'd be so grateful. Just go to moodyradio.org slash Cleveland. Again, moodyradio.org slash Cleveland. Thanks. 
Okay, so you've painted the picture really clearly about how probably a lot of people are dealing with conflict in relationship. Can you take a step back, though, and go to the one that it's supposed to be? Really give us a clear picture of Brian hurts his wife's feelings, and he should react biblically and healthy to that. What does that look like? Yeah. So first of all, you get in defensive mode because your wife says something or does something that triggers you. And it, and it triggers a thought for a lot of men. The thought that gets triggered is she's telling me I'm a bad husband. Yeah. Uh, and your mind goes down. Look at all the things I do for her. I bought her flowers last week. I, I'm a faithful guy, but she's criticizing me. And so the, where you want to switch is right there because your wife is not criticizing you. She's not telling you that you're a bad husband. She's trying to share her heart with you. She wants you to understand who she is as a unique person. And so if you can interpret that start of a conflict differently and say, Lord, help me to be humble. Help me not to be defensive. I just want to know my wife's heart. I want to learn how to be a better husband. You'll go down a different road than you would if you naturally just kind of get triggered into thinking you have to defend yourself. So that often is the thing that changes the type of interaction you have. So instead of saying, why would you feel that way? Look at all the things I do. You would say, I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. Tell me about that. I want to understand that. You know, how do I handle that differently so it doesn't happen again? You mentioned the different styles of the way we handle conflict based on personality and our background. As we learn more about conflict with that book by Dr. Gottman, I'm struggling with the part that says to embrace the fact that there will be unresolved conflicts and most um, of them, most of them and a marriage can be okay. I thought that the goal, like as you're going through conflict is resolution. And so I can't help, but like, I am very big about let's sit down. We're going to talk about (laughs) this. How do you find peace with that? What do you do with unresolved conflict? Yeah. Well, one of the things Dr. Gottman found is that about two thirds of conflict in marriage are unresolvable. So it's not just a few things, it's most things. And so part of when you want to sit down and resolve conflict, it's not, let's become like one another. It's let's, let's figure out a way to love each other well through this. So let's say your husband loves to be on time and he hates to be late, but you have a more flexible approach to time and you don't, you, you just, you don't care if you're five minutes late, 10 minutes late, it's not a big deal. That conflict is never going away. You're not going to change your perspective. He's not going to change his. And so your conversations can't be how about whose way is better or how to change each other. It has to be about, all right, that's just part of how you grew up. That's part of your personality. This is part of mine. So how do we navigate that well so that we're not consistently frustrated with each other? So that's the difference. And that's how you address conflict in a way where you're not going into it saying one of us is right and one of us is wrong, or I have to change my spouse. I like that example. It's very practical. One of my concerns is the unhealthy part of unresolved conflict. So how do I identify conflict that needs to be addressed and not what I and resolved and not do what I feel is like brushing things under the rug that can come back decades later and affect a marriage. Yeah, that's a good question. And some of it is those kinds of conflicts and every marriage has them. You can be working on them for years. So 
I don't know if you want to give me the example, Janelle, or if you want me to make one up. But do you well, have I'll give you. I'll mind? give you one. Yeah, like one. <laughs> we <laughs> How have much time. You got <laughs> <laughs> um, one that we've struggled with since we've met. Practically, is we have different communication styles, and so yeah. if I'm always feeling unheard. Right. And he loves me. And that's why we're still married, because I trust that he loves me. But that feels like it's something that needs to be resolved. Like we we communicate and converse differently. And so if I'm always bringing it up to him, it frustrates him because he feels like he's not doing enough or not loving me enough. But if I if I choose to ignore that, then I'm left knowing in my heart I feel unheard. Yeah. And so some of it, again, that's a great example of a conflict that you're going to be tinkering with probably for as long as you're married. And <laughs> okay. at, oh, great. At, at, at different stages, you have breakthroughs. You know, sometimes it might be going for some marriage counseling or sometimes it can be just as each of you mature. Yeah. You learn each other's way of communicating. Uh, you understand each other more. But there's also an element of this where we have to be at peace with not having a perfect relationship. And so you have to trust at some level. That's not what that Disney said. Let, Stop. Happily yeah. ever after. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but you, you have to some ex- at some level just trust. Len knows my heart. He loves me. He doesn't communicate the same way I do. And yes, we're always working on that, but I have to be okay with where we are. I mean, classically, the five love languages, okay, Len is not a verbal guy. He's not going to say the kinds of things I need to hear him say, but he shows me love in different ways. And I have to learn to receive love in the way that he knows how to show it. And so, you know, that's, again, a good example of a conflict that you'll be working on for 20, 30, 40 years and getting better at. But it's also letting go of this idea of we have to perfectly understand each other or communicate. You know, I think that's a big part about conflict is I will never fully understand my husband. He will never fully understand me. And we have to be okay with that. And we have to just keep working towards it. As I'm learning about that, I'm realizing, oh, we're not in trouble. Because I thought unresolved conflict means, oh, my goodness, our marriage is in trouble. We got to talk. But when do you know? Like, when do you know, okay, we need help, like we're we're in trouble? These are conflicts yeah. I should worry about. Yeah. So, you know, when I go back to conflicts turning into fights when you feel threatened, yeah. if you're constantly feeling threatened, like you have to go into self-protection mode, like your spouse doesn't know how to tend to your heart, you know, it's one issue or it's a number of issues that keep coming up where you feel like all you do is withdraw because you don't feel safe. That's an indication that you need help because intimacy is impossible if you don't feel safe. And so if you don't know how at a basic level to feel safe with each other, then that that means you need another set of eyes on your marriage to help you navigate that. Mm-hmm. Dr. Julie Slattery is a clinical psychologist, obviously. She masterfully flipped it to being about me and not her. Brian. And, <laughs> and she is also co-founder of Authentic Intimacy and host of the Java with Julie podcast. This topic came right from her resources at yeah. AuthenticIntimacy.com. Man. Oh, my goodness. Rob just said that doctor is a boss. 
I know. <laughs> oh my goodness. I was about to, like, we're going to hit this break and I was going to go, hey, Ron, could you pull that for me so I can send it to my wife? <laughs> oh, man. We need to talk about this. Yeah. So could you do that, Ron? Man. Yeah. I got it recorded. <laughs> yes. Okay. Mark a few things. Like on. today? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like by dinner time. <laughs> so Ron did. And then I did. Ron gave the recording of our talk with Dr. Julie Slattery to me, and I emailed it to Sarah. She listened. Then we had a talk. In the next episode, you'll get to hear how that turned out. And you'll hear more from Janelle and me and a listener with an interesting experience. Make sure to listen to the next episode of the Brian and Janelle podcast. Hey, hold up. Where are you going? You know you liked your time with us. You want more. So go ahead, look down, hit that button right there and subscribe, and you'll get updated episodes, and then you can hang some more. And guess what? You can help us out. How? A five-star rating. Hello? You can also hang with us live weekday mornings from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Download the Moody Radio mobile app, and you're able to connect with us. Or just go to brianandjanelle.org. And we didn't put this together all by ourselves. There's some great people behind this production. We want to thank Ronnie Swood, Kelly Ryder, Paul Carter, Mike Reynolds, Alan Perry, and our awesome and fearless leader, Josue Villa. And finally, this podcast is a production of Moody Radio in Cleveland, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.